0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this review episode of the Wayward Dragons. I'm Johnny.
1: And I'm Kelsey. And welcome. (laughs) Where we review all of the things.
0: Yep. so I think we should probably start with you reviewing your wedding and your honeymoon (laughs) and uh, all those fun things.
1: Oh my god! Okay, it went. My wedding went smoother than what I thought it would be. Totally went smoother than what I thought it would. Um, but that's also to say, I just my brother was the bomb. I will. I know he doesn't listen to this. My mom does. My brother bomb dot com for that, and I. Oh. Hope yeah. That, he was
0: a boss, bitch, like hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and I hope that when he gets married, that I can even come to par with the expectations he set the par. He set the bar pretty high, like with expectations. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing. Um, and it was so nice to have you in this. Honestly, I was more excited that you and I were in the same room more than anything else.
0: <laughs> like, well, and you were happy that you made all the men in your life cry.
1: Yes, 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 yep. My brother doesn't count. I mean, he is a man in my life, but like, my brother <laughs> cries over fucking everything. But I did. I got my dad to cry. I got you to cry, and I got my brother and my husband to cry. And it was funny because I had so much nerves like leading up to this. My nerves were through the roof the day of. I'm I'm completely fine. I am cool as a cucumber. My husband, on the other hand, he's like, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) Like, I'm like.
0: "Well, Oh, yeah. Before we left your house, he was like panicking. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, he was asking like, hey, should I do this? Should I do this? And I'm like. I don't fucking know, dude, it's your house. Then I'm just like, wait, are you just looking for something to occupy your mind? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, all right, then go do all the things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like. oh, <laughs> uh, I figured he would pull something like that because I'm already anxious by nature. And mm-hmm. so I was already, I had already gone through like the 12 stages of anxiety. <laughs> before I even got there. <laughs> and. Then I knew that leading up to it, he would just not know what to do. And yeah, he like, we're laying in bed, which we obviously couldn't sleep um, for our flight. And he's just like, that was stressful. That was, that made me anxious. I'm like, oh, yeah. Now, you know what I was dealing with, like leading up to that. It's, it's a big day. Like it, it is a huge, huge day. Mm-hmm. And then... You're like, yeah, you fucking
0: thing. Huh? (laughs) You're like, yeah, you fucking thing.
1: Yeah. Like, it's a huge day. He's just like, I just... Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Yeah, babe. Like, I'm not... I'm not joking. And then my second part of anxiety was waiting for them to send my... um the actual like certificate back Mm -hmm. that took forever. Like that, I think took like two, three weeks just for me to get my certificate back from the um, probate court. Oh my God. Like that was unnecessary.
0: At least that's over and done. And how was the honeymoon?
1: Um, besides getting COVID, that was absolutely gorgeous. Um, (laughs) so we went to Yellowstone National Park because my husband and I, we are avid hikers. That's what, that's the activity that we choose to do together. And we stayed in, um, Livingston. My dad got us like this little Airbnb it was a um an old uh, air hanger that they turned into like this cute little Airbnb. Um as someone who loves complete darkness to sleep, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um we were like 45 minutes from Yellowstone. The only thing is, I'm gonna I'm gonna warn everybody, when you go to Yellowstone, there is no cell service. Absolutely no cell service. There's none in the park. There's hardly any around. There is no cell service. So we're like 45 minutes outside of the park. And if you don't know, the like later part... God damn it. Hold on. Hey, dickhead. There's your chair. Um. So the later part of September is, starts to become what is called buck, um, bull elk season. So, yeah, (laughs) they are massive animals. Um, and the park rangers give no fucks about yelling at you. Um, especially if you're starting, stopping traffic. So we were in Livingston, which is north of the park. And so we had to go through Mammoth to get to wherever we needed to go. Um, Mammoth is where all the elk hang out. Um, and I posted <laughs> this to my Facebook um, of the park rangers yelling at people um, because they would have blow, like, um, horns and would yell at people. And my husband looked at me and he's like, well, I found your new career. Um, <laughs> There you go. Because, I mean, they just didn't give a fuck. They were so savage with people. Like, you and the white Honda minivan, keep going, you can't stop traffic. Because, like, people would stop and gawk, and it's like, I get it, they're magnificent creatures. However, I have a park ranger telling me to move. I'm gonna listen to the park ranger. Like, we gotta move. Um, Yeah. So, Madison Springs, that was full of the elk They'll close down. They were closing down parts of this the little town right there because there was a couple massive bull elks that would just kind of hang out. Um, the springs themselves were, were beautiful. Um, the only thing is, is because it is a thermal hot spring, just be careful that you are going to smell like sulfur. You just you're going to smell like farts. Nothing you can do about it. Um, and then everywhere else, there's just bison, fucking everywhere. Um, and then we were going to Old Faithful, almost got hit by a moose, coming up a, the side of, of like, a embankment. Didn't know he was there, almost died there. Um, and then, out of morbid curiosity, um, because it's rut season, there was a bull elk that died, um, in the mud volcano. And the mud volcano is, like, this big flat like there is a volcano it is mud but it's just a huge like flat too and they the they think that um the bull elk died in rut and because we're we were going to the canyon and oh we're driving and it looks like like a like like, the news broadcasting outside of a courthouse with, like, a major case, you know, like, the line of, of photographers and cameras, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like on the side of the road. And I had already, there was a sign that said, like, bull elk carcass in mud volcano. I was like, oh, cool, like, we get to see a dead animal. Like, this is fucking cool. Because that's where my weird, morbid brain goes. Um I didn't correlate that the line of people were the photographers photography <laughs> taking pictures of the carcass as certain animals ate the carcass. Um, so that was kinda cool. Saw an did eagle. you find
0: any did you get a picture of that or did you find any pictures online?
1: Um, it was really blurry. We were looking through like telescopes or not really, like telescopes, but like um binoculars. Well, he had binoculars, but we, like, there were people, like, set up with, like, really distant, like, really good telescopes that we were looking through, and let me see if I can pull up the picture so I can, like, I might already deleted them, but it was, yeah, I think I, oh, nope, I didn't delete them. So, I don't know if you can see this.
0: Kind of, not really.
1: So that little blur right there, that's the carcass. Okay. And then if you zoom in, you can see ravens. So that's like what you could see with the naked eye. That cuz all you could see on the mud volcano was just like this thing of horn, like antlers. Um and you had some people that had like pictures, they were waiting on one of the grizzly bears to come back because there was grizzly bear and wolf activity. It had died like that night and then like the not even like 12 hours later there was like wolf and bear activity so they were waiting on the, the bear and stuff to come back. So that was like the line of uh, people. Gotcha. But like all we could see was like the ravens and like a, a bald eagle or like an eagle of some form was kind of eating on it. Um So that was cool. Um, we did the Grand Canyon. I fell down one trail of the Grand Canyon,
0: the Grand Canyon.
1: So there is a Grand Canyon in Yellowstone. Okay. That was the main like all the big waterfall pictures that him and I took. I've got a really good picture of him. Um, he also discovered my fear of heights is massive. Um, that's him on one side of the yellow of Yellowstone's Grand Canyon. I did so see that picture. So we hike the other Grand, the actual like Grand Canyon. But there's two Grand Canyon, like the all the big waterfall pictures that him and I posted. That's from the Grand Canyon. There's an upper and then there's a lower fall. Okay. So, um, I fell down part of the South Rim trail because your homegirl wore the wrong shoes. Um, That's shocking.
0: (laughs) I don't believe that at all.
1: So, and then the next day we did the North Rim Trail. That was a little bit over five, almost six miles total that day. That was beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful out there. Um, The only critique I'm going to say is because there is no cell service, I thought ahead and got on the National Park Service app and downloaded... Yellowstone's, like, maps and stuff. Mm. Please explain to me why, even offline, I couldn't fucking use it.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense.
1: So, I, mean, I feel like
0: that kind of defeats the purpose of yeah having the app.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Because I thought I was, like, thinking ahead of, like, oh, hey, I'm going to, like, download the National Park Service app. I'm going to download the, all the Yellowstone stuff, all the trails and stuff. So that way, while we're hiking, we can kind of use this can't access because you are... There's no internet connection. No shit, there's no fuck internet connection up in this bitch.
0: That's the reason why you did it.
1: That's the reason why I did like, it.
0: Bro.
1: So that's the only critique I'm going to have of, like, Yellowstone Park as a whole. Is there is no cell service. There is absolutely none. And there's spotty cell service outside of that, too, for a good minute. Mm-hmm. But that's just Montana. Well, we were in Montana. Um... That's the only thing I'm gonna critique. Is, oh, okay. and the food sucked. The food sucked in the park. The whole God, my husband kept making the comment. We had better food at the Grand Can- the actual Grand Canyon. <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, honey, we can't control the food. Okay, like I can't, I can't control the food. I don't know what to do. Right. But that was a nice like disconnect was after the whole chaos of the wedding and everything and now it's calm i mean i have to order thank you cards and that's about it for people but yeah. even then i'm kind of late on that um
0: i mean you were on your honeymoon and everything else on so. well,
1: covid that yeah. like you got it, shit going on well yeah well on the new covid excusable. train yeah Oh God! Don't get me about working these fucking kids. Um, the new COVID strain is mainly congestion, okay. and like, I felt like I was about to get another ear infection because, like, you do you clog up everywhere. Like, all of your sinus goes into your cavities. It was or your um ear, it was bad. Huh. Um, and then traveling with that was even worse so
0: i couldn't imagine
1: that was horrible um but i mean you can't help it you can't help getting sick and stuff but what what did you think of my wedding what did what did you think of the food everyone loved that pasta station thing (laughs)
0: uh i thought it was fucking awesome i thought the venue (laughs) was gorgeous uh the whole thing was just freaking awesome your wedding dress even though they kind of messed it up a little bit it Gorgeous, spot on. <laughs> uh, I have to say, your uh, you know, your choice of person to do the services was a little questionable, but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, it was it was phenomenal. Uh, I think they did a really good job.
1: And then it was all so. hands off. Like once we handed yeah. over the stuff after the res- the rehearsal, like it was all hands off for all of us. Yeah like like that was that was what I wanted is I wanted to be able to enjoy my time with people that I don't get to see very often and because I didn't want to be worrying about everything I'm already gonna be worrying about enough I don't need to add that to the mix kind of thing right so I will right. say I will they will be left a very good review. I'm just waiting on my pictures from my photographer. So, I have another two months for those. So, I hope not. No? Yeah. I hope not.
0: Well, other than that, would it, or other than that, uh, have you been doing any reading or anything like that?
1: Um, so, I, oh, my phone? So, as normal Kelsey-style, I found a series, and I read the...
0: Eighth book in the series?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
0: I just pick a random, you know, random number.
1: I gotta re-verify my fucking Goodreads. God damn it. Oh, for the record, side note, before I, I... Um begin this. Have you ever heard of an app called Fable?
0: I don't believe so, no.
1: So, one of the people that I follow on the normal non-spicy version of BookTok, um, his name is Warnock? Warnock's Book Club? Um, he does have an Instagram, but he's... The point of Fable is to have virtual book clubs.
0: Okay. With
1: people, like, obviously all around the world. Um, and... But it also acts like Goodreads and takes... And it kind of keeps charge of, like, your to-be-read and stuff. I don't think there's, like, goals like Goodreads has but you can also, like, you can post, like, booky kind of content on there, too. So it's, like, social media in a way. Like, book social media. Okay. Um, and stuff. And you can kind of start there. You can also import your Goodreads from to there, too.
0: Oh, that's convenient because I would be like, fuck this.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Having to re-enter but, everything.
1: Yeah, so I say that because Goodreads, I just opened Goodreads to tell you what I read, and the thing that popped up was, starting soon, we're not going to be verifying through Facebook, which is fine, because I verify through my Amazon account, because I forget my Facebook login half the time, um, but, like, you can you can communicate with all, the, it's not just your friend list, it's people just everywhere, yeah. which I think is kind of cool. Um, but what did I finish reading? So I finished Ink and Bone by Lisa Unger. So her Hollow series can be read out of order, and that's what I did. I picked up the last one <laughs> Ink and Bone, which is. Yeah, I make. am
0: shocked that you would do that.
1: <laughs> I do this all the time. Um, So, yeah, I picked up book number five. I think she's continuing with the next book. I'm not positive, but I have put the first one. I've requested the first one through my local library. Um, Basically, this town is kind of like the center of each of these books, and um, it's called Hollows in, in its upper it's in upper state New York and all this weird stuff just constantly happens in this town. Um and the fifth one, um, it kind of focuses on these missing young girls and um this other young girl named Finley Montgomery. She's twenty. She just started living with her grandma. Um So that her grandma can teach her how to control her psychic abilities. Because her grandma is psychic. And she works with one of the local detectives on finding people. Like solving murder cases and stuff. And her grandma is like a renowned uh, psychic type thing. Um, But it... It kind of, it kind of goes into her kind of becoming her own person, Finley kind of becoming her own person, um, and how she kind of comes to terms with her being psychic and how she can see other things in everything, but understanding her relationship with her mother, why the relationship with her mom is how it is, um and everything just how her relationship with her ex is and all of the um entities that she sees she gets tattooed on her body like the ones that like visit her all the time um interesting she gets tattooed on her why her or is that too much
0: of a spoiler
1: huh
0: is it why or is that too much of a spoiler?
1: It. It's just how she comes to terms with the entities that she sees. Okay. And that's how she comes to terms with her own power is through the pain of the tattoo. Okay. Interesting. Type thing. Um, so I I liked the book only because of the relationship between her and her grandma reminded me a lot of my own relationship that I had with my grandma and how my grandma would just kind of she'd give her two cents she have my back but like she ultimately just kind of let me figure it out on my own um so it, it was good I'm interested to kind of go backwards and read the rest of the books um I did get one of the books that she's known for Lisa unger confessions on the uh, 745. Um, it, I forget the plot where, but the bait, like the basic plot, and it comes from like another place. Um, this woman, she misses her normal train and so she has to catch a later train. Um, and she kind of like trauma dumps on this lady about how her husband's cheating on her and how she's finally leaving and like all this stuff. And, um, the lady that she trauma dumps goes missing um hmm. so I am starting that one that's kind of one of the nuns that like that's really popular that she just wrote um, and then I finished the other day the night is watching by heather graham that's my crew of hunters books that i like reading my romance thing (laughs) yeah that i like reading just because it's it's so easy and it's it's a weird the stories are weirdly comforting not necessarily the romance part but like the paranormal no it's
0: all just the romance part
1: yep Yeah. yeah i let my husband read a passage though one of the the spicy scenes that was funny.
0: Is it horribly written?
1: I mean, like the first one, we go into depth. But then, like the couple ones that are like after that, it's always like any windowed. Gotcha. So, he almost sent it to you. He almost sent like the passage to you. I was like, don't. I go, that he reads.
0: Uh, he should have, and I would have been like, what the fuck are you sending? <laughs> exact, like, man we're cool, but, uh, I don't know if we're that
1: cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, that was the funnier thing, is he was like, does Johnny know? And I'm like, yeah, the running joke is that I read nothing but smut. That's all I read. Like, every other girl is I read smut, and that's not true. (laughs) Uh he goes, What the fuck? And I'm like Yeah. I go and I go, babe, do you realize that there are books that like the scenes are more graphic than this? And he goes, What? I'm like, Yeah. And yeah. it's
0: it's fun so my opinion is that given the right mindset and stuff like that and like the right audience, there is nothing wrong with it if that's what you enjoy. But yeah. like porn too much yeah. of it gives false information, gives false uh, yes expectations, and, yes. you know, I'm sorry, just like a porno, your love life is never going to be like a smut book. I mean, you might have that occasional, like, you know, yeah. really hardcore, intimate, uh, romantic moment. But reality is, is that 90% of the time, when you're getting it on with someone, it's not gonna be like that.
1: No. 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 And that's what he was just like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. That's just how it is, honey. Like, I yeah. I like reading this. This is as far as I go into this pool. I'm not one of those women that read really like what's all over fucking book talk right now that all is book talk is the spicy books i'm sorry but not everybody reads those things like just like everybody else i'm not everybody else like jesus christ it's one of those
0: things that it like for whatever reason it became popular for the people who enjoy it and that's literally all you see now Yeah. It's, you
1: know,
0: some people, some people enjoy that and there's nothing wrong with it, but not everyone does.
1: Yeah. And I've had to really go down the Instagram hole to find sci-fi and um, mystery thriller horror book talk people. I have had to really, really go down that hole to find those types of people because otherwise it's just people that make spicy book content. And I'm like, I am I'm not here for those reviews. I appreciate that you are at least reading. But I don't do these. Right. I don't do these. But the the crew, the book nine, the night is watching. So basically um, a skull is found in an old theater in Lily, Arizona. And Lily, Arizona is outside of Um, oh, where the OK Corral is and all that jazz, um, and the sheriff who used to be, who was friends with, um, one of the leaders of the second group of crew. So there's, there eventually becomes three groups of crew. This is the, um, Sloane is friends with Logan, who is the leader of the second group, um, he calls Logan, it's like, hey, I found a skull in a the theater. Can you send me like an artist? He sends his artist. Um, and they it's this whole like enemies to lovers, jackass type he's a jackass type trope. Um yeah. But I mean eventually they find out like there's a town legend about this, um uh, stagecoach of gold that goes missing and you eventually find out what happens to that and they fall in love and at the end of this book the third group of crew is is born with Sloane so Sloane is going to be the leader of the other group because there's like 39 books in this fucking series nice I'm just like slowly making my way through them um,
0: I mean you know me I'm a sucker for
1: Oh, you and fucking Discworld, like
0: <laughs> let me Discworld, Pern, Uh There's a bunch of other ones that I've read that are just like have like, uh, an obnoxious amount of books.
1: This is the longest one I have read. I started one that I got to book like six, and I was just like, I can't read anymore, and I forget who it's by, but it's basically like. Dragons are in the world, but in like human form. And there's like a human dragon, and her forte is like baking, and she has like a cupcake place in like Canada, maybe. And and it's just like saving the world type thing. But I I I tried, and it also like the book series interweaves with like all her other ones. So I started reading it in like chronological order, how you should read it between all the series. I got to, like, seven or eight and went, fuck this. I can't deal with this. Because it's, like, werewolves and weird hierarchies of werewolves and dragons and vampires. It was shit. Just... <laughs> I'm all for all these things. Obviously, I read a lot of that stuff. But just how this lady... Megan... Something. Hold on. Let me find it.
0: Now Damn it, Megan. It's Megan
1: something... I don't know. No. Nope. That's not what I want. I'll find it here in a minute. What did you read?
0: Uh, so I've been reading a bunch. Uh, of course, we've had a few weeks, like off type thing. So first off, okay. I went through because I realized that I did not re- have not read the entirety of the Chronicles of Narnia.
1: Yeah, no, so I saw I that, that. you were kind of slowly going through that. And let me <laughs> tell you,
0: while I knew there was a lot of Christian undertone with those, I did not realize they were as problematic as they are, because oh, they yeah. are, like, super Islamophobic and super uh, anti-Semitic. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I did not realize these were that fucked up. Uh, yeah. You know, two out of ten would not recommend. The reason why I'm giving it as high as a two is because... You know, there is interesting lore and interesting uh, backstory and the creativity is definitely there. But it's just like, bro, what the actual fuck?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of problems there.
0: So and then, uh, of course, I've been kind of doing the slowly doing a lot of the uh, dungeon book series, like the dungeon core series, stuff like that. So I did one, or technically it was three, called Bio Dungeon, which is basically this guy has a dungeon inside of him, and so he's, like, sick and has cancer, and the dungeon's keeping him alive. Why didn't you show me me that? That was creepy.
1: Megan Doolidge. D-O-I-D-G-E. She's the one that has a very confusing timeline. Okay. That's the one, that's the series I gave up, like, book six. I had to go on okay. my Kindle. But,
0: yeah, you're good. I did those, the Bio Dungeon series. There was one that was Holiday Dungeon, which basically this guy, uh, him and his wife, who had died a year before, uh, were really big into decorating for the holidays, and he dies decorating for the holidays and comes back as a dungeon, and they're like, well, what kind of dungeon do you want to make? And so his dungeon core was just like, I want to make it holiday themed. Mm-hmm. So, it was, it was entertaining. Uh, both of those were, uh, what? what's his tits? Uh, if I can get up the name of the author, uh, Jonathan Brooks. And then I read the, there was three different series that I read that were Dungeon, you know, Space Dungeon, Dungeon Core, that, that I went through. Uh, then he did or four different, yeah, four different series uh, there was the Station Core series, the Fairy Dungeon, the Crafter Dungeon, and then the Dungeon World series. Uh, Jonathan Brooks did a crossover series, which kind of brings them all together in the multiverse.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, which was, that.
0: Yeah, which was a really cool series. I got around to knocking those out. Uh, highly recommend, and I can take it, and I'll, Kels, I'll send you the, uh, Reading order? Suggest reading order because it's like twenty five books, but because of how the other series fall into the core dimension series or dimension core yeah. series, uh, depends on how you want to read it. I would suggest reading all the other series, then reading the dimension core series. Yeah. So did that, and then the last two books I've read were by what is this guy's name? David R slayton um which
1: i was like i the, see the cover of these and that's like up my alley like that's well, something that i read all the time
0: but the, the the white trash warlock and the trailer yeah. Park so there's a yeah. third one i've got to wait to get it and i don't know if he's gonna be writing anymore i hope so uh they are it is very much trashy urban fantasy uh but the main character is queer and, uh, he ends up, yeah. he, he ends up having a love interest who I have mixed feelings about. Um, just because, well, I won't go into too much detail. Kelsey will understand why I have mixed feelings about him, but he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, but so the guy's family has magical powers. His was certain members of the family, not everyone, uh, his brother locked him away in the loony bin when he was a kid because, or when he was like 17, 16, 17, because he saw stuff from the other side and other world other planes of existence and uh, he's kind of grappling with all the trauma he's ever dealt with in his life and kind of finally figuring out who he is When he knows like what he can semi what he can do Uh, he knows the world around us but just kind of figuring out again who he is and what he's capable of was a really really cool series uh i may or may not have cried at the end of the second book uh bro i Either i'm not that
1: ink and bone one i was a mess
0: yeah, i i teared up a good bit and oh
1: i was yeah it was not good. it was just
0: it was a really sweet ending so i i appreciated it you, you'll have to read it. I'm going to have to read this. Yeah, it's, they're, they're worth it. Uh, but that's that's what I've been reading. And then, of course, I've been watching the new Goosebumps series.
1: How is that?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I've seen people who yeah. don't care for it online. But you can tell the creators were millennials that really loved the series. Yeah. Uh, Justin Long plays in it which okay. i freaking love justin long he's a great actor and does not get enough love but you can tell they were big fans of the original series you can also tell that they probably have teenagers because of some of the lingo they use because it was made for the family like it is very much yeah. a family show okay and some of the lingo they use and some of the stuff it's like yeah this is the weird things that teenagers say now
1: oh and my nieces and nephews I have no idea what they're saying.
0: But it's it was it was really good and there was there's a gay character who, you know, they're not it's not it's it's how I like to see gay characters. Okay. Because they just okay. happen to be a character that's gay. They don't feel a need to say, "Hey, I'm a gay character," just like with anything else. You know, it's not yeah. diversity for diversity's sake, and they don't feel a need to point out that they are being diverse. Yes, it is just a character who happens to be queer. Uh,
1: yes, so I, I, and that's, that's my favorite too, because it's yeah. it's and not. The, that's not that's not the defining moment of, the character. Well, and that's and the I same thing that with way the. In life too.
0: That's the same thing with the Adam Binder. Like there's, shit that he deals with, because he is queer. Yeah. But it's not like oh, this is my entire personality is me being a gay person. No. Yes. Our complex character, you just happen to have this sexuality, which is how you're supposed to write people. Yes. I mean, that's that's like with, you know, if anyone watches It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings on that show. But they, the character D, the uh, woman in the group, mm-hmm. the creators were like, we don't know how to write her. Like, we don't know what yeah. to do because they were all men. And the woman who plays her goes, just write her like you would write anyone else. Yeah. So she's literally just one of the guys. And it's such a, I mean, obviously the show itself is a complete farce and there's some really wackadoo stuff in there. But it is more accurate than a lot of the other depictions of female characters written by men because she's just a character because you don't need to take it and draw to the fact that, hey, she's a woman, so she's going to act like this. Guess yeah. what? Everyone has a fucking personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I kind of feel about that It with, like, real life, and I can go on a tangent about it. But I feel like... I mean, if like, you want to, go for it. Well, like... I understand that we are we are becoming more aware of who we are as people in society and i understand that we are no longer shaming things that used to be shamed um my problem is is you being that you being whatever label that is And if you constantly bring that up in a conversation and that's like your whole personality is you being this label um, and you don't really bring anything else to the table, I have a really hard time with that because you, you as a person, you are a very complex human. Everyone is more than just one thing. You can't let labels define you. And when you let a label like being for example, gay, we'll just use gay as the example. When you just define yourself as being gay and that's your whole personality is you being gay and that's your label and that's you and that's everything you have to the table, I'm going to have a really hard time connecting to you because you, you aren't bringing anything else to the table. You are more than just that one label. And I, I feel like that needs to happen a little bit more in life. Yes, yes, you are gay, but what else are you? Do you yep. like to garden? Do you like to knit? Do you crochet? Do you like to volunteer instead? Yes, you are gay. You are this one label. But what else are you? You're not just one thing. You're allowed to be multiple things. And when you let that one I have a very hard time with a lot of people letting one label define them as a
0: yep. human. 100% agree.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> like
0: it's and it's it's regardless of what the label is. Like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you have people who are like, "Oh, I'm a stoner. That's great. That you're a stoner. That's fine. I have no but, problem with people who, like, what else know, are you actively get stoned or, you know, smoke <laughs> weed or anything like that." But it's like you're more than just that. Don't let yeah. one thing define your entire personality.
1: Yeah. Well, like, and then you, you know, you let those one people. When you don't get along with those one people, then you become and you become very anti whatever label they are. And it's like, no, no i'm not anti whatever i'm just anti you yeah whatever you are as a person
0: i mean i'm an an avid nerd but you know what i'm also a proud queer person yeah i am also a you know proud uh or i am also my brain is going blank on what else i (laughs) I guess I'm just a queer nerd. Uh, No, I, no, I am also an avid like theology junkie. I am also a avid person for philosophy. I love food. I am a huge foodie. You know, there's a lot more to me than just the fact that I'm a nerd. I love nature. You know, I love being out in nature. I love, you know, caring for people and taking care of people. I love kids. Yeah, you know it's I'm not just one thing, and you know,
1: yeah.
0: if you let one thing, one note, you know, as someone with as someone who's has a disability or a couple disabilities, really, you know, I'm not gonna say, hey, this is me, yeah. this is who I am. This, you know, I'm gonna base my entire life and my entire yeah. Uh, structure based off of me having this disability because you know what? I am far more than just my disability. Yeah. Yep. And I I think that we as a culture has started to just rely too much on one thing and one thing we've got going on and don't really live up to who we are because we limit ourselves. Yes. And I I think it's both society's fault and our own fault because, you know, we as a people you know, we choose to stay inside the boxes that society puts us in.
1: Yes. Yes. And it's okay to change labels. You can be one label for a certain part of your life. And then you can be, you can, as long as you keep your viewpoints open and your, you let your opinions stay open so that they can change, you can constantly change labels. That's a point of being human. Is to change as we change in life,
0: and that's called growth.
1: Yes, yes. Like, like. Okay, I I am finding I am I'm I'm gonna bring this up a little bit more in the next episode, maybe. Um, or our last episode. Our, yeah, our last episode. Because <laughs> um, so we record these out of order, so that we get all our talking out. Um. And I, I kind of talked to you when you were here for the wedding. My husband and I have started our homesteading journey. And homesteading looks different for a lot of different people. For me, and this has always been my goal, is I want to make everything at home as much as I humanly can. Um, grow as much of my own food as I can. Have I'm going as far as chickens. I don't know if I'll ever get... Goats or anything, but chickens is as far as it goes. Um, type thing, and I, even within that community, there are so many people that are like, because you don't do this, you're not home, you're not a homesteader. You know, if you don't do this or this or this, you're not a homesteader. Well, homesteading is it looks different for a lot of people, not everyone has the tools and stuff to homestead.
0: And not everyone lives in a place where you can.
1: Yeah, and it's like even within that little community, you've got people that are like, no, 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 no. And it's like they—they're doing better. They're—they're they're homesteading in their eyes. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, right. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. Anyway. You're right there. Burping. I will say I have not eaten anything I shouldn't have. So, my husband did. Woo. That's the one thing I've noticed. So, we, as we've been homesteading, so we're eating what we've got left in the house, but I'm not replacing it with that product. So, once we're out of Doritos, I'm not making, uh, we're not buying any more Doritos, type thing.
0: I mean, I wouldn't recommend buying Doritos regardless, but that's just me. because yeah. I think they're still.
1: Oh, I fucking love Doritos. Don't get me started. Um, but like today before we did this, I was experimenting with potato chips. Um, I don't know if you know about. Do you know about the seasoning called Slap Your Mama?
0: I've heard of it. I don't know what is actually in it. And so
1: it's salt, black pepper, red pepper, and garlic. And the one that just sounds like
0: half. That just sounds like what I normally cook with, anyways.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's what I use it for. Um, but with this loud, last round of COVID I've had, um, my spicy... Last time I had COVID, I couldn't taste any spice. Like, I put hot sauce on my tongue, eat peppers, couldn't taste the damn thing. This time, any little bit of spice, it's super hot for me. Right now. And everything's super salty again, which is fucking annoying. Um, but I was... I made potato chips with that slap your mama. That was really good. <laughs> like, like I've got to make homemade tortillas tomorrow. I've got to make blueberry muffins tomorrow. But, like, my husband's out deer, trying to get a deer type thing. Like, that's, that's homesteading to us is I get to make as much as I humanly can. He's going to hunt for whatever he can. And we're going to grow a garden and whatever we get, we get. Like I made homemade pizza the other night. That was absolutely really. That was really good. Like good. And it's so rewarding to make bread, and it like turns out right. <laughs> I made bagels. I almost cried. <laughs> like as it turned out, like good. Because I've tried to make bread before in the past, and it just didn't work. I'm I'm, I'm convinced that my my apartment was just set too cold, and I just never clicked for me but like it's so rewarding i find homesteading and cooking and stuff like that rewarding but that's like my forte is cooking for people i like to cook for people it's it's my way of like it's my love language i guess like mm-hmm. here let me cook that's for service. you I think. <laughs> yeah that's that's my thing right now is we homesteading and it's even that culture is well, you're not doing this, so you can't call yourself that. I'm like, you know what? Fuck off.
0: Some people are so freaking toxic. Oh, I
1: know. Oh, I know. Alright. Do you have anything else for this episode? No, I we think... For a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that wraps it up. We can end this uh, with our usual stuff and go on from there.
1: Yeah, so we are kind of doing a mini series about chakras. So in our first episode, the episode before this, um, we will be talking. We talked about the history of chakras, kind of where we get it from, how it kind of split from Eastern and Western, and we are starting with what is considered the plus one in the chakra, um, the crown chakras, and then the next episode will be the bottom three. Mm-hmm. um and then we'll do the top three because they kind of go in a way together because i've i i did not know how to group that so i just picked willing, <laughs> plan. that's um, all good but we're doing kind of a little chakra mini series type thing um so please rate review subscribe please tell a friend we are on most podcast major podcasting platforms um, if you listen to us on Stitcher, I am just as mad as you are because I have had to go through Audible and that shit pisses me off. Um, because you would think by paying for Audible, like we would have podcasts without ads. No, nope, no. Nope. Um, so Amazon. Well, I just and- found
0: out. I just found out today that there's a whole section of Audible if you're a Plus member like I am because I'm super lame. Uh, actually get a bunch of free books Mm -hmm. along with your, uh, you know, two books. So,
1: yeah. So, um, one of my vendors, when I was still a receiver, he found Audible. He's like, do you know about this? I'm like, bro, hold the phone. (laughs) Um, hold, hold the phone. Um, so he found a series called "Wizard for Hire" on Audible, called um, by Obert Sky. Mm-hmm. Let me pull this up. It's, there's the cover. If you can see that, it's on Libby. I'll okay. Pulled up on Libby. Um, because he was like he was complaining that because he was he was out of audible credits and i'm like bro just go through the fucking library but he was that's what he does while he drives is he listens to books and stuff that he finds on um the free side of audible
0: yeah there's a lot of stuff there
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: my issue um, is gonna be is that some of them have like Several of the books in the series and I'm going to get into those and then I'm just gonna be like well fuck now I have to spend money or spend a credit on getting the other books in the series Yeah, <laughs> which is how they get you.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I just got my credit because I'm on the other every, every other month plan So I gotta figure out what I'm gonna spend my credit on Um, but yeah, please rate view, subscribe. We're on most major podcast podcasting platforms Um, if you have a book suggestion um, for either one of us, topic suggestion, anything, you can email us at the at gmail dot com. We're sorry this is a rather long episode. We uh, we have I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm not sorry either. Um, yeah, we missed a
0: week for you guys, so we figured we'd yeah, uh, make it better. Yeah,
1: I was out with COVID, so we did not record like we normally do, which is throwing my whole timeline off. Um, but yeah, until next time. I'm Johnny. And I'm Cassie. Bye.